Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woi Wurrung and Bun Wurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands the Sin office and studios stand. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which Sin partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So, so, so scandalous. Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships on Sin Nation. Hello everyone, it is The Naughty Rude Show here on Sin. I'm Zach and I am joined today by Portia, Helena and Liz. Say hello everybody. Hi. Hey. Hello, hello. You're going to be meeting more of our new team for a new season in just a minute. But while you're waiting for that minute to start, you should get on our socials. You can find us at Naughty Rude Sin on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just look up the Naughty Rude Show anywhere you get your podcasts. We'll be there. If we're not there, look somewhere else. We'll be there. If we're not there, look somewhere else. You'll find us eventually. And you should also get involved with the show. You can go to the show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You can ask us a question. You can tell us a story. You can yell at us, but I'd prefer if you didn't do that. Honestly, just, just ask us something. Don't need an account. Completely anonymous. Go for it. This episode today, this show tonight, we're going to be talking about our new hosts, getting to know everyone going to be talking a bit about touch starvation and what that is and we're going to be answering a listener question and that's just in the first hour there's a whole other hour of great content lined up but just because some things we talk about can be a little bit heavy if you need someone to talk to please don't hesitate to reach out to a helpline you can contact beyond blue at 1-300-224-636 that's 1-300-224-636 kids helpline at 1-800-55-1800 that's 1-800-55-1800 and QLife Helpline at 1-800-184-527. That is 1-800-184-527. Also, heads up, we aren't doctors. We're not medical professionals. If you need medical help, please go see a GP. Please talk to a doctor. They'll be able to help you out. We can offer advice. We can talk about our own experiences, things that we've done, things that we've heard, things that we've seen, but we can't actually offer medical advice. So if you need that, talk to someone who can. We have a new team. It's a new season. There's some there's some new blood in the studio and we're going to get to know them. Yes. You ready? So excited to be here. We're excited to have you here. Yeah, my name's Helena. I can start off. My name's Go Helena Esposito. Um I joined the show because I'm so fascinated by dating relationships. I'm always asking people randoms like how did you guys meet? Tell me the story. I also studied psychology at university. So that explains my fascination with humans. I'm a big people watcher and yeah, I'm really excited to digest and get into these um, different topics over the course of this season. Um, And I know that we discussed beforehand about bringing up a awkward dating situation. And one that I've had was Going on a date with a guy who catfished me, but I guess you oh, could no. call it hatfished, 
where he was wearing a hat in all the um, online dating photos. And when I met him in person, he had a big bold spot. I mean, he was, he was like 28 and I'm not trying to bold spot shame or anything like that. It was just that I was caught off guard when he took his hat off. Um, And I mean, the night got worse when he had, he shared his fascination with Dua Lipa with me for at least an hour and a half to the point where I started getting really uncomfortable because I felt like I wasn't good enough because I wasn't Dua Lipa. You're not? Huh? No, I'm not. Unfortunately, I try. I try sometimes on the dance floor, but unfortunately that is not me. Well, it is lovely to meet you and it is lovely (laughs) to have you here, Dua Lipa or not. As amazing as it would be to have Dua Lipa in the studio, I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon, unfortunately. Or maybe I'm just trying to deflect. No, it's not happening. Really? We're not having Dua Lipa on? We're not. We're not. You know who we are having on? Me. Yes, you. Um, who are you? Hi, I'm Liz. I'm actually from Singapore. So, um, yes, Crazy Rich Asians. No, I am not one of them. I really <laughs> wish I was. But unfortunately, um, life that just didn't want to give me those cards. And I joined the Naughty Rude Show because, well, it's like super taboo to talk about this kind of stuff where I'm from. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about it somewhere else. And if we're talking about weird or bad dating stories, I guess one of my worst ones was a guy that kind of like showed up and was like, oh, if you were taller than me, I would have left. And then Ooh. throughout the entire date, started stroking my legs. It was uh, a very bad experience. It's and so weird when someone, yeah, when someone gets the, the like the vibe that they can start doing it. And you're like, at which point did I give you the signal that that's okay? Like, and I was like 17. <laughs> wow. It was that's like, uncomfy. It, it was really weird. And he kept trying to buy, buy me alcohol. It was just like, not okay, that's vibe. sounding even worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Oh God. But we are all about breaking taboos here. So if you want to do that, you're in the right spot. We also have one more person here with us, Portia. You're in season one, but why not just give yourself a little introduction anyway? Well, I'm Portia and I joined Sim back in 2018. And I joined the Naughty Road Show because I have dated and advice and because I like to share my experiences that I've had. Lovely. We are all about giving advice, sharing experiences. So it's great to have you here. And I mean, I'll just talk about myself for a minute because I do love doing that. Why not? I'm Zach. I'm the executive producer of the Naughty Rude Show. And I'm here because I also love sharing advice and yeah, breaking down taboos, breaking down shame because nothing to be ashamed of. We're going to get into some of that a bit. And if you want, you know, any advice from us, you can always ask us a question. You can go to the naughtyroadshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask to do so. Does anyone have any like final little little comments, little stories, little, little anything they want to share? I'll take that as a no. We'll take that <laughs> as a no. Which exactly. means it's going to be a jam-packed show. I'm saving it all for the segment. It is going to be a jam-packed show. Now, Helena, you've got a topic for us today. Yes, I do. Thanks, Portia. So I recently moved to Melbourne within the last six months and 
it's my first proper time living away from family and I'm not in a relationship. I know that we were going to share that information, but I'm not. Is anyone else here in a relationship? I am. I'm currently in like a year long. Oh my God. It's been a year. It's been a, it's been a long time. Okay. I'm excited to hear more about that. Yeah. So living out of home, not being in a relationship, I've discovered that the main disadvantage if there was any is the lack of physical touch I come from a family where hugging and where it's an Italian family where we're quite affectionate and I've really noticed in the last couple months I'm like man I miss hugging people and with like social distancing and isolation pandemic we don't have that natural I feel like we double guess think twice when we go to approach someone that we care about yeah, I feel be- like everyone's so like, oh no, don't touch me, COVID. Yeah, exactly. And even handshakes and things like that. We don't, it's hard sometimes to like assess where someone's at yeah. with how they, how comfortable they are with hugging. And I've really come to realize that that tiny gesture of hugging someone that you care about can really start to take like a toll of feeling like, oh my gosh, I feel so touch deprived. So yeah, in the last few months, I'm like, excuse me, maybe I should go and get like a massage or something. I feel like I need my body, not in a sexual way so much, but just feeling like affection or like when I'm close to a baby or an animal, I get like this overwhelming desire that I've never had before just to like share my affection with something. It's time to get a pet, honestly. Dogs dogs (laughs) are like the best thing. That's where I was like actually looking up like alternatives to having a partner because I'm open to dating, but I'm not like, I'm like open to how I can share this affection. And the alternatives that I looked up was of course, pets for a lot of people that live out of home alone, get a pet. Um, There was massages, which I have friends that tell me that they get massages once a week. I had no idea that there's like a bunch of friends that I've just made at a new job that I started that said that they go to a student massage parlor and get a $10 massage every week, which makes them feel like they've reached their touch sensation for the week at least. Um, Body pillows, weighted blankets, they're quite in weighted blankets lately. Even ASMR. Is I mean, known have you seen one of those pillows that has like the arm that you can put around you? Yeah, like, yeah. I always see videos for that. I've just, I mean, feels a bit weird, you know, if I dress a pillow up and. Yeah, it does like some part. Yeah, like I've also heard people saying like getting a brush and just stroking it over your own body. And I'm like, at what point does it feel a bit weird? I like personally, I would feel weird getting a brush and stroking it over my own body, but each to their own. It's it's an it's interesting to hear this from you because I've I've also just moved to Melbourne, right? And I currently live alone. Yes, I do have a partner, but I I don't live with him. And I'm also an only child. So maybe wow. that's mm-hmm. why I'm not like super touchy. Cause like okay. I grew up and yeah. I just like me and my mom do not hug. Well, she tries, but we don't really like hug. And I think it's like a symptom of growing up Asian. Mm. So, the biggest affection I get is we have a big fight and then she'll show up with cut fruit and that's oh. how I know I'm loved so yeah. I miss that I miss the cut fruit don't miss the hugs yeah it's so interesting I actually taught English in China and my students were so affectionate and I was like asking the other people other staff that I worked with like wow they're so affectionate and they were like yeah because 
parents in China, at least in, I was teaching in Dongguan, don't tend to display affection as much as Western cultures. And I, they could feel my students, they're 11 years old. They could feel that I was affectionate and happy to give hugs. So at points, like in my lunch breaks, they'd be on my legs, like little koalas, like just all over me. (laughs) And I had, yeah, it was, it was really sweet. I did have to draw a professional boundary of like, I am your teacher. So there's a point you need to get off, but it was a summer exchange sort of program. And like, I was there as a guest, so there wasn't the same I guess, boundary. I was also there as a friend to them. Um, it was so interesting to see how much they crave touch as young children. No, I completely understand, especially from that cultural standpoint. I think growing up in a Western culture, there's a lot more like freedom with showing your emotions and like showing love and affection in a very different way than how Asian households show it. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely like, I mean, I can definitely see it from that perspective. So you were saying that you're in a long distance relationship. So I I was in a long distance relationship for about nine months. We actually didn't meet until I arrived in Australia in December. Wait, you hadn't met at all? Yes. So we literally met at the airport and I took one. He he went to high school with a friend of mine. So my best friend actually. Yeah. So we both came to the airport and I just see my friend and then I see this like, lanky boy next to her and then all of a sudden this boy is walking away and then he's going around to like the turnstile things and he's trying to give me a hug and I'm standing there like what is this get off me who are you why are you here leave me alone wait what this is the guy you'd been talking to for nine months we've been dating for nine months (laughs) what would I be running up and jumping on him I mean (laughs) We were, but I was just so like, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Because at first I was like, you know, why is he walking away from me? And then it was, why is he walking towards me? Wow. Because That's I, like, cute. I, yeah, he's, he's very sweet. How did you meet, if you don't mind me asking? He just went to the same high school as my, he went to the same high school as my best friend. We can get into this. Yeah, nice. We'll definitely talk about it. Yeah, that's nice that you've had any, if any, sense of touch starvation. Like that has been over now because you don't have a long distance relationship. You've got. If I need a hug, I can just. I can give you know where to go. (laughs) Portia, we do have a special listener question this week. If you don't mind reading it out for us. Yes, we do. And our question is, how do I explain that something is casual? Like if the other person wants to be serious. And this is from our Tumblr, thenaughtyroadshow.tumblr.com slash ask. And now, Liz, what do you think about this question? I mean, how do you explain something as casual? I think it really depends on how you define like, serious and casual so I mean hold on help me out here Come oh on, of course I've got notes ready my notes are ready um so I feel like in relationships like in the early stages sometimes people tend to say look like this is going well but I'm not in like into having a relationship right now and I feel like straight away you can tell that that's going to be either broken off or something casual And in relationships, when I've tried to find out whether it's serious or 
something casual, or if I want it to be something casual, then I straight out will tell them, I will say to them, look, these are the things that I really like about you. I don't see it going long-term, but would you be up for something casual? Have you guys ever been in this situation? I mean, I was like my last, last, last partner <laughs> was last. We, both, we both knew that um because I was leaving and then he'd be leaving and we kind of just like knew there wasn't really an end goal in mind. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. have said that we were casual because we were both like monogamous. So I don't really okay. Like where do we where do we draw that line? Is casual like non-monogamous or is casual like strictly sleeping <laughs> together? Um, I feel like as with every relationship, every friendship, you define it by the communication you have with each other. Mm-hmm. Some people have casual relationships that are non-exclusive where they're sleeping with different people. Others uh, decide to be exclusive and it can be confusing when it is exclusive especially if someone's more emotionally drawn in, then they can say, like commonly come to the conclusion saying, oh, well, we are exclusive and we are having heaps of fun, so we might as well call this a relationship. So I find that's where some people decide to be totally open and not exclusive because they're scared that someone might interpret it as something else. And, yeah, I personally have been in a casual relationship and I found it very difficult because it wasn't under the best of circumstances. It probably wasn't the wisest choice. It was my ex-boyfriend I'd been with for a month and we had a really good sexual connection, but I didn't feel like it was a long-term thing. And I brought up the idea after the breakup, the breakup was horrible. And a few months after the breakup finished, I said to him, we had a really good sexual connection. Would you be open to casual? And he was into it, but it didn't take long for me to realize his emotions were still involved. And yeah. So I, as much as I kept, because I'm very big on communication, I said to him, like, I can feel that we're on different in different mindsets. Yeah. What do you think? And he kept reassuring me that he was cool with casual, but then in other moments when things were a bit more intimate, he might say, Oh, this is so good. Like I miss when we were together and exclusive and I want to spend time with you as a person rather than in a sexual scenario. And I was like, well, if we're doing that, then we're basically in a relationship. And it became too too drawn in together and I just had to say look for the health of I was more so honestly looking out for his health because I felt like he was very emotionally drawn in drawn in and I wasn't and I felt really guilty the whole time so I was like I can't so it was only like a couple instances we met up and I was like I can already tell this is not going to last that was actually me like the first like two weeks of my like my like relationship with um, my current one I was like, he is starting to like me. What do I do? And then I was like, can we go back to being friends? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, I guess we're dating now. <laughs> Wait, is this before you met him in person? Okay, cool. It was, it was like, um, it was literally the reason why we have done the whole nine months thing. Cause we were like, oh, let's just be friends. And we'll like wait for each other. And when I get to Australia, we will go on a date and we'll see how that goes out. Turns out. And then like, I could just, I could just see him falling. I could just see it like crashing and happening in front of me. And I was like, 
Yeah, it's scary. And I was just talking to all my friends and I was just like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And they were all like, well, you should like talk to him. And I was like, okay. So, and I went on, I was on a call with him and I was like, hey, can we go back to being friends? And he was like, yeah, no, that would be breaking up. And I was Mm. like, what do we do now? And he was like, I guess we should just try dating. And, you know, we ended up being like, okay, why not? try just try long distance but this was before we thought so we thought that the borders would open within the month or so and then they didn't open for the Mm. rest of the year so nine months of long distance because wow would have broken that's solid I feel like that's a good sign in itself but yeah it can be difficult when you're in a relationship or you're in the beginning of dating and you start seeing someone falling harder for you than you're falling for them that can be really daunting because you feel like you have to catch up and the more you try to force feelings (laughs) it's like a tension like you're not gonna if you can't force yourself to feel yeah you have to just let it be yeah it's like the if like somebody's like coming towards you you feel the need to like keep the rope like tense so you move away from them Mm. and because of that it keeps like pushing you away yeah, no, I totally get that. Sometime to, to me. Yeah, but um, back to the question, answering how do I explain if something's casual? As we said before, like I would say straight out, these are the things that I like about you. Yeah. Um, can we explore being casual and then see how they respond to that and give it some time? And if you really feel deep down that there's you, I feel like any person's going to know if you start feeling repulsed by someone or also that they're emotionally drawn, you've got to take care of their mental health as well and make sure that you're clear the whole time. Otherwise break mm-hmm. it off, but it's worth giving it a go. I think. I agree. Yeah. Great. Well, there's our first listener question that you and I are taking on Liz. That this. was a bit of fun. So, so, so scandalous. You're back with us on Sin on the Naughty Rude Show with Liz, Helena, and Portia. And you can catch Naughty Rude Show on the social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Naughty Rude Sin. You can also catch a podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And we'd love for you to get involved with the show. The way in which you can do this is head to the naughty rude show.tumblr.com slash ask, where you can ask any sort of questions. No filters needed. You can ask anonymously, so there's no need to worry about us knowing who you are. No judgment anyway. And next up on the show, we'll be discussing how to know if a relationship is serious or not. Following on from that, we'll also be discussing what age is appropriate to marry someone. And later, we'll be finishing off with a listener question, but we'll get to that later. Some of our content can sometimes be triggering, so we'd love you to know about the helplines available being Beyond Blue, 1300-224-636. That's 1300-224-636. Kids Helpline, 1-800-551-800. That's 1-800-551-800. And the Q Life Helpline, 1-800-184-527. And of course, we aren't medical professionals. We can only offer our life experience and life advice. So we'd just love you to keep that in mind. So, so, so scandalous. So kind of going off of the listener question earlier, 
how do you know if the relationship you're in is serious or not? Mm. I mean, how do we define serious here? Like, are we talking casual, like casual stuff? Or are we talking like serious as in, am I going to marry this man? Slash woman. I made some points about this. I feel as though when you're in a relationship, a way to know whether it's serious, I've made four points. How do they prioritize you? Not in the sense of them having to give all their attention to you, but in the sense of if you ask something of them, say you want to see them for dinner or you want them to come to a performance that you're part of, like a showcase or something like that, see how much they will go out of their way to make that happen for you how seriously they take that. Another point, of course, feel free to interlude anyone, is to have a look at their previous relationships. And if they just come through a bunch of casual relationships or like, of course, they can go through casual relationships and think, okay, I'm ready now for something more serious. But in the sense of previous relationships, maybe they've been jumping from many serious relationships and even though they're serious relationships, you might not feel as though your relationship is anything different. It might be someone that's just a serial data. Have you guys had any experiences, Portia? Do you have any anything to add? Um, well, I have haven't really had a casual relationship before because I've been in a serious relationship since about 2017 and then I got married when I was in 2018. Wow if you don't mind me asking at what point did you know that this was the person that you were serious about to marry? Probably about six months to a year later and then I decided that I wanted to be with him for the rest of my life. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) Um, That's kind of actually what I was going to like say regarding whether you know your relationship's serious. I was going to say like, are you guys talking about the future? Because like that, that's what it is like for me, at least, you know, how I know that my relationship is probably a quote unquote serious relationship is, I mean, clearly we're in a relationship and we're monogamous. So there's that element of the serious relationship. mm -hmm. But there's also just the idea that like, we can t- we talk so freely about like kids what are we going to do in the future wow. together like if we were to do anything like where would it happen cuz we're both like in different countries so that's like to me that's what that's how i know my relationship serious i mean you mm. yeah i think that's a really good pointer because i have been in dating and relationship scenarios where someone's mentioned the future and it scared the crap out of me. And I think that's a really good signifier to know if that sort of area is scary to talk about. Um, I also have two other things that I've noted down was if they're like, if you're trying to work out if they're taking it seriously, I think it's good to know whether they've opened up about things that are personal to them, to you you know, like maybe things they haven't shared with other people, then you think, okay, I'm in an inside circle here. There's a deeper level of trust. And then also my last point um, is, are they proud to be in your presence in public or are they keeping you secret from their close friends and family? How do they, how do they present 
whatever's happening between you two to other people? Are they like, oh, this is just my friend? Or like, you know, you can overhear them maybe talking on the phone to someone, oh, this person's over. Like it's good to know how they present what's happening between you to other people. You might bump into someone in the shopping centre or. I would be so sus if the person I was with was just like on a call with somebody else and they were like, oh yeah, I have a friend over. I'd be like, excuse you, what what did you just say about me? Totally. You'd feel gut-wrenched if you were more invested in the relationship and they bring it back. You'd be like, okay, now I really need to take myself back a notch or have a conversation with this person. I mean, imagine if you've been like eight, nine months. It's like, give me my time back and leave me alone. I would hope that I'm not eight, nine months in before we've had this discussion. Oh man, that would hurt so bad. I mean, I do think that a good way of knowing whether your relationship is serious is just asking. Yeah. It can be a pretty simple way to figure things out. Yeah. It's, it's, there's always that funny period after you've been dating someone for like a few weeks to a month where you're like, okay, are they seeing it going the same way I am? It can be hard to like, and you don't want to be premature and push them either. Like you don't want to put too much pressure. So I totally think that this is a valid question because each person will discover it on their own and there's no time limit to know, but hopefully you're not nine months down the track. (laughs) Hearing them speak to their parent about you as being a mate. Yeah, no, that would be heartbreaking. I would actually cry. And a good way to know if it's serious is if your partner introduces you to their family and vice versa. And if you guys talked about getting married at one point, that could mean that it's serious or having kids down the track. Yep. Yeah. No, at, at what point, Portia, did you meet your partner's family? How far into the relationship? Um, Probably about six months later. Oh, so wow. I was living down in Canberra, my husband was in Melbourne so when we first met I met him up in Albury so halfway between Canberra and Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Mm, Six months is pretty decent amount of time. I've met um, people's parents within two weeks. No yeah two weeks is two weeks has been normal for me too. I was I was a bit worried about that for a second. So we're going to be talking about what age would we say that marriage is acceptable and why? Mm. Portia, would you like to give us an answer to that? Well, I would say that marriage would be acceptable with like over 18 and above when you know that you want to marry that person. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I feel like being coming out of teenage life it's important to experience yourself as an individual even before getting in a relationship there are some people that end up in high school relationships that where they tend to grow together really well and go through life through different life stages and develop in the same way or in a similar way to stay together enough to continue out from maybe 16 to 
85 or however long they live. Um, But there's also different personality types that thrive from being learning how to be on their own before being in a relationship, because I think it is quite challenging to grow alongside someone else for such a long period of time. I feel like that's quite a rare thing. There's so much we go through career wise, life changes, um, whether we want to live in the same place, like a large part of being in a relationship is being physically together. And as you've displayed on this show Liz like it is possible to have a long distance relationship but I don't see people doing that at a younger age they tend to be more mature at least 18 to 20 years old before they start that off I don't know it's a bit weird for me because like I I grew up in well I grew up in Singapore right and but my my dad worked abroad so I grew up without my dad most of the time so like all the stuff like like not having a partner constantly be around is like weirdly normal for me. I just kind of mm-hmm. grew up with the idea in my mind that yes, one day I was going to get married. One day I'd have a, fa- have a family, but I was like, but I don't need a husband. I'm going to mm-hmm. do all of that without a husband. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's really interesting to like, I don't know, to like rethink about how I see these kind of things. Cause like, you know, most people, I mean, like, you're right. Like, you know, you grow with someone, there's a big difficulty in like living and um, learning alongside someone and deciding like, is this person going to be the person I want to live with for the rest of my life? Is this person the person I want to be like, I want to grow and like learn next to for the rest of my life? It's just like, it's crazy that this is something we actually have to think about. Mm, yeah, it's so funny. Like I remember coming out of high school and into more adult life and really considering like, oh, if I'm in a relationship, I don't know when this is going to end. Like in high school, I felt like I had the mindset. I dated one guy and I thought, oh, I'll break up with him before school finishes because then I'm entering my proper adult life where I want to travel and do things. And it was coming towards the end. And I was thinking, towards the end of year 12 and I was like is this someone that I'm going to continue in my life like my proper life with or am I going to end it like this is where it's shifting from something that's high school teenage maybe more innocent to something where I'm like am I going to compensate parts of my future to involve this person and like of course some people find that a joy to, to involve someone in their decision-making. But at that point I was like, no way I want to do things without involving their input. Yeah. I mean, I'm like yeah. kind of going through that thought process currently. Cause like I'm coming to a weird realization that I, I think the, you know, my partner currently is the partner I'm going to end up with. And that's so scary to me. Wow. Like I'm like, I like, cause, cause I feel like I think about it and there's no like, what is going to happen next for me? It's like, I'm going to marry him. And yeah. then I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this anymore. Wow. I just like, just psychologically, I just want to like unpack so many areas. I'm like, how? There's a lot to unpack. I feel. Yeah. It's such an interesting realization. Like one person that you're happy to have by your side. It's scary. It is yeah. so, so scary. Yeah. It's like so a, interesting. A part of me just wants to like call him and say like, Hey, so 
Um, <laughs> let's take a break for the next like three months so that I can party everything out of my system. Yeah. I'm not going to do that, Zach, if you hear this. Um, <laughs> I promise that that's not happening. Yeah. Well, you can also get all that energy out within the relationship. And I feel like yeah. the more pressure you put on it, like it, it, when it comes to the end of the day, it's two people enjoying their time together. Exactly. Like it can be dangerous to think about the future too much as well, because it's, it's a matter of living in the present. We can think about the future in any capacity and be daunted about our career or climate change and it can just get daunting it's just so important to be aware with where you're feeling now like if you feel like this feels good now then I think that's a really good indicator I think Um, something else like regarding like marriage just sorry to break that up but going back a bit I think regardless of the age because I mean I personally think you should get married whenever you want as long as it's legal um consensual exactly Um, I do think a really important factor, which is why so many people get married so late is because, I mean, is, is money. Like, are you financially able to do that? Because now you, you go from taking care of yourself to taking care of potentially somebody else. And that's not something that's like so financially feasible for a lot of people. I mean, Mm. what do you guys think about that? And also making sacrifices Mm -hmm. is a big part of it too. In what sense do you think, Portia? What sort of sacrifices? So let's say you're in one place and your partner is in another place. You have to sacrifice whether you want to move and stuff Mm, and lose what you have in one city and Mm. build it all up again. And that's everything. Like That could be all your friendships, your career that you have in a city. Your hobbies, yep. starting fresh. That all happened to me. <laughs> yeah, that brings a really good point, Portia. Um, sacrificing things it can be really hard, but as you've said, when you find the right person, it's worth it. It ended up in marriage for you. So we have another listener question. I've been dating this person for two months or so now, talking for about five. We get along amazingly and have a lot in common. They're great with communication and are very supportive of everything I do. However, I'm not really physically drawn to them, and it makes it hard. At times, it feels like I'm um, in a married relationship, yet I'm young, free, and still at uni, just wanting to have fun. The issue is I've realized that all these things after we started dating, and I just feel like I'm going to break her heart. What should I do? What do you guys think? That was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, I feel like the person's made up their mind already. They've already said, I feel like I'm going to break their heart. I'm in a married relationship and I want to be young and free. I'm still at uni. It sounds like this person wants like us to validate that it's okay to break up with them. And I've personally been in a relationship where I've been with someone for a amount of time and thought, okay, this is not, I don't have the physical connection that I was hoping for. And that's really hard especially it's so hard to like people want to have closure as to why you break up with them and giving you can't it's so horrible to say I'm not physically drawn to you have you guys ever had this experience Portia have you ever dated someone where you haven't felt physically drawn to no I haven't 
well, you are lucky. It's so True. horrible. <laughs> what it's about typical. you? <laughs> I, um, I think I did. I did have that for a very short spell. I kind of was really like, I mean, going back again to the fact that I didn't meet my current boyfriend until like I met him in real life. It was, I went through a really weird period where I thought I was like really scared that I would meet him and be like, Ugh. oh, of course. And that was like one of my, like genuinely one of my biggest concerns. I felt so bad that I felt that way because, you know, this, this here is a person who has put so much time and energy and love into me and mm. we've never met. And the fact that they're putting all of this effort into me and I'm like, what if I don't like him? What oh, if like we that's... meet and I'm gonna be like, no, that just felt so mean to me. But I feel like at least my personal advice to that would just be like to see it through, to like give it a bit more time because this sounds like it's a baby relationship. It's it's been two really? months. Really, but five months, month, five months of talking beforehand. <sighs> that's that's, a, that's seven months total. No, technically. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. That, that is, yeah. sounds like the decision <laughs> made on my bed. I take that back. But I, I, I mean, to anyone else who's listening to this, who maybe has been in a relationship that's maybe been shorter than five months or six months, give it time. Yeah. I think personally giving it time, it helps because sometimes, sometimes it is like, maybe there's another issue at, at, like there's another route to the problem. Mm. Maybe you just don't like how they're doing certain things. Mm-hmm. No, totally. You can get to know someone and start to find them attractive with time because of how you get to know them. Exactly. You start to see sides to them that you weren't expecting and start to find yourself physically drawn to them. There is also such a thing as relationship OCD that I've heard about. Have you guys heard about it? No. It's a form of OCD where you do, and I'm not saying that this person has this, but it's more of a extreme form where you enter in a relationship and find little things that you become obsessed by, like, for example, physical appearance and get, like, um, I guess, absorbed into that and seeing that as an issue when it perhaps isn't, like perhaps you were drawn to them previously but then you start overthinking um mm. am I attracted to this person do I really love this person it's just getting like nitpicky about small things that previously weren't an issue I'm I surprised get, I get what you're saying yeah I you're saying. yeah I feel like it's normal to have some questions like that because when you put on the weight of like marriage or something it can be really scary and you like all of a sudden thinking about all the small things yeah no Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that I think it's I mean it's really easy to get like drawn into something and then like when you say for example like y'all 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 are fighting a lot all of a sudden this person goes from being like the like hottest person in the room to being mm. like somebody you cannot stand to look at mm-hmm. and I think that that definitely like changes the, dyna- the dynamic mm-hmm. like totally sometimes mm. it can take one thing and you can be like no I've totally turned ick. off yeah the ick and that's scary to have when you get the ick it's so hard to turn off like sometimes you can work through it I have had scenarios mm. where I've been with someone and they say something that I wasn't expecting and i it, it's been a big red flag and then 
feel totally turned off, but give that person time, benefit of the doubt to understand where they were coming from and then work through it and the ick is gone. It is possible to get rid of a short-term ick depending on what it how, is. yeah, what it is and clarifying what they meant by it understanding you can work through it and uh, yeah as you said I think for people in shorter term relationships it is important to give it some more time um yeah there's so much to one person that they can offer like there's so much there that could really bring out some physical attraction that you weren't expecting I Um, think dooming the relationship from the start is just unfair to the relationship mm mm-hmm and obviously for talking for five months before a relationship, there must be some good qualities mm-hmm. to, to bring you to be in contact with someone for that long. But in this instant, I, I personally feel like this person is checking out. No, um, yeah, they look like they've definitely doomed the relationship. They've decided they're out, they're done. They, they just want us to, yeah, they, they basically, they want a validation. They want us to say, yeah, you're right. It sounds like the relationship should end. And if you are the listener listening who wrote this question to us, kudos to you um, for sharing that. I think it takes a lot of courage to bring up something like that and True. wish you the best. Like feel free to ask future questions along this journey. We are here with you. Please don't tell them anything personal about their you don't want to break their confidence either. Yeah, you can you can end it. We are here with you through that. But of course, if you want to give them the time, you can. You can kind of sort it out if you want to, but you have our permission to end it. Yep. <laughs> We've offered you both ends of support, both sides of the fence. Thank you for joining us. We've had a great show. We've talked about what age will be appropriate for marriage we've also had our two listener questions and we've also talked about touch starvation and we've also talked about how we know if a relationship is serious or not but you can find us at the at naughty rude sin on twitter instagram and Facebook and our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, The Naughty Road Show. And you can get involved by going to the naughtyroadshow.tumblr.com slash ask. Thanks for joining us on the Naughty Road Show on Sin with Liz, Portia, and Helena. We'll see you next time. Bye. Good night.